Okay, here we go. I'm Daniel Brennan. This is Vintage Stories um, podcast, but it's in conjunction with the Pinot Noir 2022, Pinot Noir New Zealand 2022 conference. And this is episode, well, it's Wire Wrap a Part 3. I think we're kind of four episodes in with that intro episode of a project that uh, I don't know how long it's going to take, but uh, I think as of right now, we seem to be putting these out every two weeks. Uh, that's what I can handle. That seems to be what the world can handle. Um, you know, I'm recording this, you know, this would be Sunday in America, Monday here in New Zealand, where, um, geez, I think the whole world's watching the next couple days to see what happens there. So uh, I hope everything is just a peaceful voting process, uh, but I'd be lying if I was not thinking about it a lot right now. And I hope everybody's hanging in there and doing okay up there. We had a nice uh, civil vote here in New Zealand a couple weeks ago, which was uh, great to be a part of, great to vote in. And um, the current government has expanded and now they have a, a nice stronghold on things. Hopefully they can get a lot done for for the country and uh, we can move forward with a lot of things that are, um, you know, going to be challenging for the whole world in the next few years. So hopefully we're all, mostly all on the same page for that. Um, and that, that definitely applies to what we talk a lot about today with Nathan Maynard uh, there in uh, Martinboro at the Pepper's Lodge where he's actually a part of uh, the sort of escarpment tasting room there. But what we really get into is, you know, his story and uh, why he's in the position that he's in now where he seems to be someone who's bridging the gap between the wine industry and uh, the local uh, Maudi community. Uh, but what's interesting is that you can kind of see why he's the guy in the position that he's in. Um, he's smart, you know, a lot of the you know, the answers he gives in this interview are really well thought out. And, uh, but he's also really humble and, um, really personal. And, and he also knows a lot about wine and Martinborough and, uh, he's been in hospitality for a really long time, but essentially he's just a really, really solid dude. And he was great to talk to. Uh, he's on, you know, much like back in part one, when we spoke with Janine, um, and Ben, He's, he's kind of in the middle of his like journey of discovery of Teodo Mati and his roots and everything. You know, he's probably about my age, I'm guessing, in his early 40s and uh, didn't necessarily grow up with all that in his life. Uh, you know, it was sort of around, but nothing official. There was a Mariah in town, but, you know, I don't know if it was not encouraged, but it certainly wasn't as prominent as it is today. Uh, in the education of kids and adults. Uh, we speak about that a lot during the interview. Um, you know, and he, he's just a, a good guy, and I really appreciate him taking the time to do the interview. I don't think he knew exactly where I was coming from or what, what this was about, uh, but he certainly helped out a lot. And I really think this episode, though we don't really get into wine too much, uh, is probably at the core of, of what this podcast series is about. And uh, I hope I, in each region I go to, I can speak with somebody who can help us bridge the gap on, on not only these issues, but just uh, just the language and, and where things are headed. And uh, 
I just want to thank Nathan for doing it. And, uh, and this is a sort of a quiet, calm chat we had. Do you guys know about Wine Searcher? Popping up more and more. They seem to be putting out more content, getting uh, more interesting people, some masters of wines, some great articles written. Um, they are the official sponsor of this whole podcast series. We're so glad to have them on board, including through the Pinot Noir New Zealand 2022 conference. Um, so I want to thank them for their support. They've got a lot of great things going on on the on the website, but don't forget if you go there, you got to download the app and check it out. Try to find wines and beers and spirits all over the world. Uh, let's be honest, everybody is buying stuff online these days. Uh, this is the place to go if you want to research to find the best price, no matter where you're at in the world. How cool is it that it's a Kiwi company based in Auckland? Uh, they're kicking ass, doing a great, great job. So um, thank you guys. And go to winesearcher.com, download the app now. turn the mics on because uh, as I mentioned some of this might be edited down but it's probably good to just start talking because you said you're kind of on your your journey of rediscovery or discovery of um, Te Aramari and and um, I think it was Janine or somebody explained to me that um, there's some more interaction with the Marai and is it a newer Marai as well or um, yeah, the, the Maroi was um, uh, sort of established in uh, the uh, the late 70s, uh, early 80s, so, so it is a relatively new Maroi. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and you're involved with that? In yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm on the uh, Hauraki Maroi uh, Committee, and uh, I'm also the representative um, on the uh, South Wairarapa District uh, Council Māori Standing Committee as well. Hmm. So... Um, yeah, so good. I, I moved away for um, about 13, 13 years. Yeah. Um, so coming back to Martinborough um, was uh, pretty special for for my family, and um, and just sort of reconnecting with. Uh, so you have uh, children and everything. I do, yeah, 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 yeah. Children go to Martinborough Primary School, where uh, where I went as well. Awesome. So, um, yeah, they, they, I'm sure they spend more time in the classroom than I did. I, I was uh, <laughs> one of those children that spend a bit of time outside of the classroom. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, historically growing up in Martinborough, um, I'm guessing you're roughly my age, so you were a kid in the 80s maybe or something like that. Yep. Um, and you said you're not fluent in Te Aramari, so obviously that meant wasn't being taught wasn't being wasn't around and that's changing nowadays hmm. uh, which is good and uh, I think that's probably a, as easy a place to start for uh, to you know is to bring the language back and then I think the culture can kind of come back with that you know even just by me exploring these uh, these terms and uh, these three pillars from the uh, from the conference uh, that we were sort of basing this podcast on, for this series of Turongo Waiwai, Kai Tiakitanga, and uh, Fanangatanga. So yes, I'm still, even just that <laughs> for me is such a big, you know, a big first step. Even though my wife is studying, uh, studying the language and uh, just finished a degree herself. So it's sort of seeped into our home in a really strong way over the last three years. And now um, she's got me hooked up to start 
uh, going to class as well to learn. Because I was, she was always trying to teach me Italian because she's Italian, and I just sort of dawned on me. I'm like, well, I live in New Zealand. Shouldn't I learn Māori first? You know, and uh, I, I, you know, I think there's big hopes that uh, becomes a truly more of a bilingual country. You know, that would be really neat and really fun. So, anyway, getting back to my question i guess it was is uh growing up here uh there wasn't a marae or there was that culture around it or was it just kind of what was going on as far as that that goes yeah so there used to be a marae out at um uh Hinikura, uh which um uh, was called takitimu marae and that burnt down uh and then from that point there wasn't a marae in marmara mm-hmm. and so uh, some of our rangatira um you know, um, worked to uh, get a marae uh, in, in Martinborough and um, uh, really, you know, create a, a space for um, for Māori uh, and the wider community um, around that. So, um, you know, the, the marae now is, uh, I mean, it's beautiful. I think our rangatira were, um, uh, you know, very visionary. Um, uh, in terms of what they wanted to achieve from the marae, but um, you know the fact that uh, Hawariki has uh, vines planted uh, at, at the back as well, oh, and uh, cool. part yeah. of it, which is uh, um, uh, which they're taken care of by um, uh, or leased by uh, Atarangi, um, you know, just just shows uh, I guess some of the vision that they had back uh, in the early 80s yeah. uh, where the town was going. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, you know, there wasn't uh, any vines. Um, uh, where we are now, Palliser, I, I used to pick raspberries uh, in the school holidays uh, for a bit of pocket money. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. you know, the uh, the town's definitely changed uh, a know, lot, since, right? I, since I was growing up. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of gravel roads. Um, yeah, you know, it was. Uh, it's always been a safe place. It's always been a, a really community-oriented uh, place to, to grow up. Everybody knows everybody, mm. um, uh, and you know, I think that's one of the things that, that's so important for bringing my my young children back here. Um, and where, where did where were you with them for a little while? Yeah, so so I moved when I moved away uh, uh, in two thousand and five was. Uh, um, spent a, a year in uh, Wanganui, uh, okay. and then uh, from there um, went to um, uh, opened up Braku Restaurant uh, in the Bombay Hills. Um, spent eight months there, and then uh, um, moved to the George Hotel in Christchurch. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. For, um, and I was there for nine years uh, through the earthquakes and whatever. Oh, yeah. So uh, probably wouldn't have been there as long as I was if, uh, if it wasn't for the earthquakes, but. Um, it wouldn't have been because you probably not. You know, yeah. in hospitality you tend to sort of, you know, have a two-year sort of uh, span where you, you know, you move on. But um, yeah, it was uh, certainly, a, um, you know, real um, uh, strange and and um, you know, pretty important time in my life. Really, I going, bet, through, yeah. going through all of that, uh, you learn a lot about yourself and uh, and others. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then I moved to uh, Rotorua and managed a property there before moving back to Martinborough. So here we yeah. are. Yeah. And now walking in, uh, Peppers, where we're at here today, uh, it's neat to see their involvement with the winery as well. So as we quickly found out, I was talking with Larry yesterday, but we didn't ha- happen to mention that the tasting room is here now. We were talking so much about history and everything. I was thinking. Today, when I come up, I think these will come out chronologically and how I recorded them because uh, 
there's so much reference. It's such like a small town and small area that there's reference back and forth. And I think the listener could get confused as to like, wait, didn't I hear that before? Or I haven't heard that yet. And it's just because everybody knows everybody um, when you really get into this industry and, and the region for that matter. So, uh, yeah, there wasn't vines here. There wasn't, uh, um, as you know, certainly not as popular as it is now. You know, geez, even just walking around on a weekday, you got to watch out for all the cyclists going from, from winery to winery. Um, I suppose an interesting place to start would be then, uh, a father in, um, hospitality, uh, with a pretty, you know, it works, sounds like he works some pretty interesting places as well is, um, you know, I was talking with Janine earlier today about that transition to get, um, not really forced, but just to welcome more Maldi into the wine industry. There's some there, there's some that, uh, either don't mention it or don't recognize it or, uh, things like that, uh, or just, uh, or there just isn't because historically, uh, you know, these are plants that have come in from Europe and there's a lot more, um, you know, history involved in wine drinking in Europe and everything. I think more and more it's crossing over and becoming, you know, quickly as many things in New Zealand adapt to part of the everyday life here is the, you know, wine industry, you know, in a lot of regions. Um, but through hospitality is the way I came in and the way a lot of people have come in, you know, working in a restaurant, fall in love with wine. And I think we could do a, a better job of, uh, I don't think there's any like fault there or anything, but just to recognize that and say, Hey, we need to like champion, um, some more of the young folk to, to transition into, Hey, come, come into the cellar or come out to the vineyard and check this out, go into Wellington or Auckland and, and really support them to, uh, get a little more diversity in the, in the industry. Uh, cause honestly, we probably have more French and Americans and things like that in the industry. So, um, Anyway, I just talked for a while, but what do you think of that? You know, oh, absolutely. I mean, we're we're still, um, you know, very young as a in terms of the wine industry in New Zealand. Um, yeah, you know, on a world scale. Um, so you know, I think that over time will, um, uh, you know, will will change. Uh, you know, as generations sort of come through the the process, um, you know, you you tend to, uh, I guess, follow in family footsteps and things. Um, you know, my. my um, I used to be a shearer. My father was a shearer, um, and uh, so I, I started shearing sheep around here um, yeah. uh, because it was seasonal. Um, you know, in the off season, I went to Wellington and worked in hotels, uh-huh. and then um, that was sort of how my hospitality started. I guess hospitality career. Um, but I always loved uh, loved shearing. Um, you know, you didn't have to be as nice and polite to the sheep. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, um, you let your frustrations out on those shears, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, and then I, I guess, um, you know, in terms of uh, wine, a lot of my friends that I went to school with, uh, you know, now viticulturalists, winemakers, um, you know, it's created a, a lot of opportunity, um, you know, um, from in Martinborough. Uh, yeah. And a lot of opportunity, I think, for uh, you know the the children growing up here to um, either either not have to leave to start a career or or somewhere for them to come back to. Um, yeah, or a summer well. job or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, mm. to dip your toe in it and see. So that that'll yeah. be interesting to see. And my my sort of uh, I guess my my passion for wine um, started when I was at Fotikoho. Um, I, I 
spent uh, two years out at Whatikoho Country Estate. Um, Where's that? Uh, it's out on the Palliser Coast, so oh, it's a luxury yeah. lodge out there. Yeah, um, there's a few down there, right? Yeah, or is that just the only uh, one? That's the, it's the sort of m m the main one. Yeah, I've been to it down there. It's kind of dead <laughs> yeah. end road, and but yeah, really beautiful, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely stunning. I mean, when I first went there, you know, your, your drawer drops open. It's, yeah, um, that's the know, place I very, was. <laughs> very much a you know wow factor, um, and um, you know, I, I met uh, um, a gentleman there, Willem. Who was uh, very very passionate about wine, uh, and you know that was where what sort of got me uh, really interested in and in, um, enjoying wine. Really. Yeah, that's and great. So, you know, we we were very much uh, his philosophy was that we were passionate ambassadors for New Zealand mm. um, and New Zealand products, and um, and you know by by that we were a lot of our guests were travelling through the country and uh, wanted a regional experience as well. So. Um, obviously, the wine list was, um, you know, full of Martinborough wines, which was great. Mm. So, you know, we got to talk about them. We got to, um, you know, introduce a lot of international travellers to, uh, you know, Martinborough wines, but New Zealand um, produce as well and uh, and products. So, uh, you know, that in that in those days, uh, forty two below vodka had just started. Um, um, Emerson's beer, yeah, uh, you sure, know, sure. just started, and um, you know, we were sharing these beautiful New Zealand products with, uh, you know, with international travellers and, uh, and and blowing their minds. So, mm. um, you know, that was that was really cool. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. So, uh, you know, out there uh, we received the uh, the first uh, Best of Award of Excellence um, with Wine Spectator um, and, uh, you know, that's sort of, uh, it's exciting. Yeah, it's well that would put a lot, of, a lot of pride too in what you're, what you're doing and take that with you in any job after that you know yeah and, and growing up in Martinborough I mean as I've moved around the, the country I've always worked with uh, very good wine lists and, and um, you know continued that passion uh, and um, you know it's, it's great you know I've uh, got some you know strong relationships and good ties with uh, not, not only Martinborough now but uh, you know they go further afield which is which is great mm. And, uh, you know, you always get a bit of inside information about vintage and, you know, different... Uh, Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's always, that's always good. Yeah. Cool. So, um, you know, I was just thinking, going back to the, the Mirai, um, you know, hopefully there's going to be some people listening from overseas and people coming, hopefully someday, we get back on track to getting some people from overseas to get back to New Zealand, and particularly for this uh, Pinot Conference. Um can you just explain, I mean, this is a very simple thing, but, you know, what a Mirai is, what your sort of purpose is at, um, you know, with the, the local one here and, um, you know, sort of, yeah, what are your goals? What, you know, just, yeah, talk about that a little bit. Because I think, you know, I, I, I make assumptions that people just know what that word is. But, of course, uh, before I moved to New Zealand, I didn't know, you know. Sure. Yeah, so um, Hauriki um, Marae uh, was named, named Hauriki uh, uh, after the wind god, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, appropriate was, for Martinborough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was really um, uh, created uh, as a uh, uh, as a place that was open to all people. Um, so uh, it really is a, a community uh, community based Marae, um, and. Uh, um, we want it to, you know, to be a place where, you know, we, we still um, 
maintain uh, the protocols and customs. Uh, um, but it, uh, it's about welcoming mm. um, people onto, onto that marae. Um, so working with uh, you know, the Janine and um, Wilco uh, and you know, we, were, we had, had some big plans this year for um, um, a, a harvest um, celebration, if yeah, you like, um, yeah. to, um, I, I guess, you know, it's, it's just joining together and, and collaborating um, more yeah. and, 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 you know, uniting, I guess, is, is probably one of the other things. So, you know, New Zealand has, uh, has, has a lot of history uh, mm. that goes back uh, and, I guess there's a lot of things that we're still working through. Yeah, totally, um, totally. So. But historically, Marae is community centre. What would be the best like way to describe what just a Marae is? You know? Well, m- most Marae are, are really... Um, uh, affili- the affiliation is, is around um, hapu or... Um, that's all right. That's all right. No problem. Uh, hapu and iwi. So, uh, you know, very strong connections to um, whānau. Uh, yeah, to the families, yeah. and um, you know that's uh, that's really important that uh, that that's their, I guess their base, you know, mm. their um, safe place. Uh, so that's where you would. Um, I mean, I'm talking. I'm sure this is, evolves a little bit, but that's basically where you would go to have a meeting or go mm. to you know discuss any issues. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so formal or less formal events, um, you know, celebrations, those sorts of things. Um, okay, uh, is uh, is where you where you go and yeah, yeah, gather, congregate. Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to make it clear. So, I, first of all, I don't uh, describe it incorrectly, um, and and uh, yeah, again, for people listening who might be overseas and don't understand what that is. So, um, and then. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a, a really interesting initiative to work with um, Martinborough, or is it the Wairarapa Wine Growers, I guess? Yeah. Uh, to try to uh, bring folks together, you know, which is great. And, and like you said, uh, work through some things because there's communication breakdown always happens, you know, and, and his, history. Uh, hey, man. There was a treaty there that wasn't exactly followed. <laughs> it's exactly right. Mm. So, you know, and that you would have thought... Uh, well, we could go on and on about that, but you know that was supposedly an agreement, and uh, uh, so you, and that didn't work right, and so you can imagine just conversation can get mixed up too. So you just have to keep trying and keep, uh, which which sounds like this is a cool little initiative as one example to do uh, within an industry uh, that that would be uh, probably fun as well. You know, there's so many facets of the wine industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so many interesting people, so I look forward to hearing about that. But I guess that was squashed a little bit by COVID. COVID, COVID yeah, COVID <laughs> came along and uh, yeah, spoiled sport plans for a lot of people. I think um, you know we, we were just pleased that uh, um, you know that the grapes were able to be harvested, and um, you know 2020 is looking like a fantastic vintage. Yeah, luckily so, Mother Nature helped us out on that, and we could kind of pick when we wanted to. Yeah. Uh, so there wasn't a big panic otherwise, but. I'll tell you, I drove back and forth from Hawke's Bay a few times, and it was like ghost towns, you know? It was really weird. Yeah. Uh, it was certain, certainly um, strange, and um, although we've been very fortunate in Martinborough uh, with uh, sort of how we've recovered from the, the lockdown and things, um, yeah, you know, we're still 
uh, I guess proceeding with caution, with cautiously optimistic, if you yeah. like, about uh, you know the next few months and mm. um, watching very closely what's happening, uh, you know, around the world. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's still it's still quite um, uh, quite quite strange. Quite, yeah, you know, yeah, it, it seems, seems very crazy overseas. That's for sure. Yeah, so, no, it's good to be mm. here. That's for sure. Mm. Um, well, let's drill down on these um, sort of three concepts that we're discussing and, and uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on them. And I, th- I think one of the basic questions I have is how much each of these uh, concepts are part of, um, you know, discussions at the Marai or discussions in everyday life or are they um, things that pop up on certain occasions and things like that? Because, you know, when they use the term, for instance, Turonga Waiwai, and I started understanding of what it means, how um, the land affects you, and uh, I thought that was just great for the wine industry to have a term like that that is really just, you know, New Zealand's own sort of concept. Um, But I wanted to talk about these things in more general terms as well with you. Um, So yeah, maybe start with that Mm -hmm. one and see what, what you have to say. Yeah, sure. And, um, I mean, a lot of, uh, you know, th- these these um, uh, terms and, and uh, words are uh, important uh, pieces of how Māori live and, uh, and you know, uh, conduct ourselves and, and things. So, um, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, all of these are embedded in, in our um, beliefs and, mm. and how we operate, really. Um, so... Um, yeah, um, very important, um, um, you know. Was Turanga Waiwai something um, that, yeah, I mean, some, even just a term you relate to or think about ever sometimes, and, and uh, I mean, especially growing up in this area, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is, um, and, um, you know, I guess I, um, yeah, Loaded question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's a, it's a. I guess it. Um, it's probably part of my journey. I guess is, is uh, sort of trying to understand um, the different different parts of you know. So yeah, my. Uh, I mean, my mother's family. Uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm fifth generation of my mother from my mother's family. Yeah, uh, Martinborough. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas my father uh, is from uh, further up the east coast, uh, so he was uh, born in Gisborne and um, raised in uh, Mohaka mm-hmm. um, before moving to Martinborough and uh, meeting mum. So uh, you know we we fucker papa back to um, Rongofakata and uh, Manutuki, uh, Mohaka, um, on on dad's side. Uh, but we've, you know, born and raised in Martinborough, and um, uh, and so very much feel that this is, you know, this is home. Yeah, well, that um, was one of the other. Uh, we were actually discussing that earlier today. Is you know, that's just the world now too. Mm. You know, and that's for everybody in New Zealand. Is you might grow up in one place, but you know, you're going to be living somewhere else, and you sort of um, set your feet down or place your feet in in another area and then it might take a while for that to become your home but it eventually does become your home mm. uh, for you it's five generations uh, um, but 
you know, you still have to recognize, I don't know, maybe your grandparents were back up, up north or something like that, and there's an attachment to that place as well in some other ways, you know. Yeah, very, very much so. And I, I guess, you know, that's sort of like, uh, you know, the saying homers where the heart is. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, that, uh, yeah, sometimes your heart can be in a couple of places too. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I can relate mm. to that, trust me. Mm. <laughs> um and uh, yeah, so you you mentioned that's interesting. You brought that up because that was going to be one of my questions because there there is a modernity to the way we live now. You know, there's a way we we travel around so much and everything. And uh, if anything, it highlights that and says, "Well, this is my fucker papa goes back." You know, mine goes all the way back to Sicily and and obviously through America and things like that. And I have to recognize that. I feel like it's like time travel. I'm bringing these ancestors with me mm. wherever they're from you know uh, they're in they're in me you know so it seems like uh that's um not a foreign concept but something that um you know that, that again these concepts are uh not necessarily unique but they're definitely too too Maori, but they're definitely you know pretty concrete if you look through the things um so i think that's that's pretty interesting um and then um yeah, well, it sounds like you have a lot of different farming experience and everything, too. So the, um, you know, the guardianship of the land thing, too, uh, comes into mind with the Katiakitanga. That's my tough one. I'm still, yeah. still getting used to it. Katiakitanga, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think I'm getting better at it. Um, and, you know, obviously even just working it here, you know, you got to, you know, represent Martin Bro and, uh, and talk about all the different cool things that are going on here. Um, but is there a you know a sort of conscious effort at the maybe say the marae or in the community to talk, you know to recognize all the great things that are happening here as a community you know yeah yeah absolutely um, um i think it's important that we uh you, you know uh, whilst we're looking forward we also need to uh, to look back as well and um um I guess looking back can sometimes help us to make better decisions about how we move forward. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that, that kaitiakitanga, um, making sure that we are, I guess, um, you know, we're, we're, we're caretakers at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, for our children. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, making sure that we are, uh, you know, looking after uh, the land and, um, you know, uh, we should be looking to leave it in a better, better position than we, how we found it. And, yeah. um, I'm not sure that that's the case in, uh, in, in a lot of areas, in a lot of ways. Mm. So, um, you know, I think we can still do much better. Yeah, well, it's been good. Uh, Martinborough certainly, even even more so in the last few years, has seemed to bump up the organic and biodynamic thing. So that's that's been great. I'm a mm. big proponent of that, and I try to work with growers to do that but um you see a lot more of that here and um uh, that's that's a great thing you know so there's perhaps a, a you know it's i don't think it's by accident that um like when i was at the organic wine growers conference there seemed to be a lot of talk of these concepts as well um and i think there's probably a shorter bridge um and to that part of the wine industry and farming and things like that. Um, um, so, for what it's worth, I encourage <laughs> folks to uh, to you know sort of travel back and forth both ways on that short bridge because it's uh, 
it's a it's a good one and it is uh certainly the best way we can have guardianship for the land and the wine industry i would think is to uh really pay attention to what we're putting into our soils um for the next generations you know many 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 because sometimes stuff you put in your soils and you know look good in the in the first few years and then you start getting down 10 20 years and 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 um even just by talking about like fuck a papa like you were saying we're, you're going back generations and that's that's a great way to talk about things you know at the end of the day it's not about me and you it's about the whole thing you know the whole lineage and all that so um that's really interesting uh that you mentioned that as well so um and then you know what does Fananga Tonga mean to you I mean what what uh is that something that gets discussed or uh or something that pops up you know in your journey you know yeah yeah your place in the community I mean that's that's like a uh I guess that's really what this is all about and how you guys can bridge the gap in those, you know, if there is one in those communities and work together to become one community, you know? Yeah, well, that's, that's right. It's, a, you know, it's, it's sort of about, um, you know, um, uh, connecting through common bonds and, uh, and, and, um, and issues, working through things. Uh, so, um, you know, I think, you know, it comes back to that sort of, uh, you know, collaboration and um, mm. working together and, um you know, I think Martinborough's, uh, you know, um, you know, certainly when you when you look at all of the the vineyards and and the community, um, you know, we do work very well together. Mm. Uh, it is very much a village. Yes, um, yes. And you know, people help each other. You mm. know, we're, we're um, it's probably less competitive in Martinborough and more collaborative. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's something that uh, has been around for a long time. Um, and you know, long may it continue. Yeah. You know, we all, uh, yeah, we all sort of support each other, which is which is great. And um, you know, even the, uh, you know, like I was saying earlier, the relationship that uh, that we have with uh, Peppers Parihu and uh, and escarpment with uh, the Toast Martinborough site, and that's mm. evolved into uh, now having their cellar door based here as well. That's um, great. You know, so you know, there's lots of examples. Um, um, in the wine industry, especially in Martinborough, mm. with um, people working together. Um, what are the um, What are some? I mean, maybe not even necessarily about Martinborough, but what are some issues that you'd like to see addressed, or uh, you know, even conversation in the Marae that, uh, or amongst friends and family, and even you know, even back and forth with the wine industry, uh, that you think needs more addressing, and and or is there anything particular? Um, Yeah, it's a it's a good question, um, and there's quite a, there's probably quite a few areas that um, that we you know need to continue to um, talk about and talk yeah. through. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I think that's the more that we converse, the more that we um, continue to discuss. Uh, things of importance and relevance, and and engage, um, you know, all all sides. Um, uh, you know, the better outcome we're going to have moving forward. Mm. So, like I said, there's a lot of history here in in Martinborough. That's uh, you know, not not just about the the vineyards. Yeah, um, sure. You know, it goes back uh, a long time, and um, you know, 
Um, yeah, like I said, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, in order to move forward, you, you need to really look back and, um, yeah, just uh, work together. Yeah, I, th mm. I, th I think as the conversation keeps going, but those things will come up. But it would be, I mean, I don't know if there there is this, but uh, it would be nice to see some what was going on here 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago. Um, I'm reading a book now uh, about the first colonization. It's just a like a fiction, historical fiction type of thing in Wellington. And they were already talking about Wairarapa and farming and all that, like, you know, which obviously had been going on for hundreds of years before that, for, you know, those first boats were arriving from, from England uh, and overseas. Um, so yeah, I think that would be great, you know, to have more of that history there and understand and um, what went wrong, what went right, why, you know, this has always been a dry area out here. I talked to Larry about that. Um, you know, you said you were picking raspberries. That sounds like pretty good farming area, you know, as other fruit. It wasn't always wine, you know, that's just the, the thing it is now, you know. I got paid 20 cents a punnet, and I think I probably ate more than I <laughs> You got your money's worth in your belly instead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it didn't make, it didn't make an awful lot of money. No. <laughs> Um, so yeah, maybe that's, uh, something that, uh, well, can be addressed or looked at too. And, and honestly, what, uh, what I'm very curious about, uh, as I go to each region, not just Wider Napa is, you know, what was going on here 300 years ago, 400, you know, what was the farming here? Who were the communities that were here? Because at some point at all has to we have to come to terms with all that you know and, and really recognize um you know and and come to terms with it but also just say like hey this is actually a really interesting part of the history that isn't always being told you know you start it doesn't start with john martin you know what i mean it starts hundreds of years before that or that i don't know how long maybe it was mm -hmm. at least six seven hundred years before that so It'd be really interesting to, to know what was going on and who has that history and if there's a place where you can just go find that history, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, you know, I, I guess one of the things that, um, uh, you know, as, as New Zealand and particularly the regions uh, develop, uh, you know, there will be further development. Um, mm. uh, and, you know, whether that's in vineyards or property or... Um, things you know it's important that uh, I feel anyway that um, uh, that the right um, I guess research is, is done and the right people have communicated with uh, you know there's like you say there's a lot of history uh, buried under the soil yeah, uh, totally. and um, you know in in the wider upper south wider upper uh, there's a lot of uh, we're rich in history here, mm. so there's a lot of places that um, need to be carefully considered before they are, um, uh, you know, planted or dug yeah. up or Duck, you yeah, know, yeah, um, yeah. built on and those sorts mm. of things. Um, so you know, I think that's uh, the, as I said, you know, progress is um, is good, but uh, you know, you need to be need to do it respectfully and um mm. and, and very considered um so. so is there that line of communication going and sort of that uh that history um 
I mean, maybe I'm yeah. guessing it's not the only Mariah in the area, too. So no, no, uh, yeah. no, that's yeah. right. It's yeah. it's not, and um, and uh, you know, I, I think that's not only a, a, a I guess a, a topical point for for this region, but for probably throughout New Zealand. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So you know, we do have a have a rich history and, and um, culture that's uh, special. It's beautiful. Mm. Um, it's worth protecting. It's worth. Uh, um, you know, really uh, understanding it, uh, and you know, I think there's, uh, you know, there's a there's a number of people that are that are on that journey at the moment. To, um, uh, you know, as we said, it was um, it wasn't um, it, it wasn't uh, taught in schools when I was uh, growing up. I, um, you know, so and and you know, even our parents were. Um, you know, it was uh, um, beaten out of them. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, totally. so you know, we're we're, we're trying to, um, I guess, come back from that. Mm. And uh, you know, it, it is very special. So, um, yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Certainly, in the country I come from, to come to terms with some some of the past. And I think it's, uh, you know, like you you keep coming back to it before we move forward. Just remember what happened, but. The world's fast, you know, and things change, and they want to do this, and and you know, and people want to progress, and you know, make money or whatever to do, whatever they build houses. I don't know, whatever is going on, and um, you, you do got to take a beat and go, wait, hold on a second here, let's make sure. So, um, I hope there's a continued dialogue around that. I'm sure there will be. It sounds like there is, um, and. Uh, what it sounds like to me is that it's very much driven by just people and the community rather than like from top down or anything like that. It sounds like there's a, an interesting dialogue developing because people want it, you know, from all sides, you know, they want to, they want to deal with it and they want to recognize it and see, you know, and learn about it. I know I do and all my friends do. So it's, it's a pretty interesting subject, uh, just in a purely educational thing, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Um, and I really, really believe that uh, the wine industry is, an, is a, uh, a really good place to not only organic and biodynamic, like I said, but just the wine industry in general, because we are obsessed with history. You know, we are obsessed with like, oh my gosh, this land, not, only, not even, you know, human history, geology, you know, like why was it that, uh, and weather and patterns and all this kind of stuff, we're obsessed with all that kind of stuff. So... Um, it's like the more interesting stuff you can find out, um, you might, you know, talk to somebody who go, oh yeah, there used to be a thing here and oh, the wind hits that hill up there a way that actually is written in this book over here. And you go, oh, well, maybe we should put a vineyard up there. <laughs> you know? So there's a lot to be learned, yeah. you know, uh, a lot to be gained. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, um, you know, our elders, Rangatira, um, Komatua. Uh, you know they're really uh, taonga uh, or treasures, um, uh, and uh, you know it's important that we uh, listen, learn um, from them. Mm. Um, you know we've had, you know, w when we lose them, um, you know we lose a, a lot of uh, knowledge yeah. uh, that goes goes with them as well. So, you know, we we need to capture that and um, and really hang off uh, every every word that they have to yeah. say really 
Yeah, because some of it's just oral history too, you know. It's, yeah, yeah, there's not a lot of uh, documentation. Um, mm. And, um, you know, like you say, you, you know, you, you learn from experiences. So, you know, each, mm. each year, each vintage, you, yeah. you learn. Yeah. Um, and, you know, eventually you'll find a similar vintage rolls around to, oh, I remember this, yeah. uh, these same things happening, uh, you know, 10 years ago. Remember that? And, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then you can adjust and, uh, you know, plan for that. Cool. Uh, not not uh, you know not make the same mistakes. And, it's very yeah. tough to, to not do that. Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. I mean, uh, I I look forward to hearing more about um, you know what you're up to with uh, Janine and Wilco and the gang. Uh, I'll certainly report, and I won't be shy to stop in here to say hello, yeah, especially when that tasty room's going again. I love those <laughs> wines, uh, and uh, luckily, I think. Well, no secret, Larry took care of me before I left the winery the other day. So, um, and yeah, I, I mean, uh, it sounds like, yeah, like you're going through your journey. I mentioned I'm going to try to take some classes, I think. Is there anything else you'd want to say to, uh, you know, folks who are interested and, in, you know, even just in this region or from overseas or anything, you know? Yeah, I, um, I guess the, you know, one thing would be, um, uh, you know, don't be, don't be shy. Yeah. Uh, don't be don't be scared. It's mm. uh, you know like the marae is beautiful. It's uh, uh, you know it has a, a real sense of um, of welcome of belonging. Um, uh, safe, mm. feel safe. So you know um, you know don't don't shy away from uh, from those opportunities. Yeah, embrace it. Um, yeah, um, you know we're very welcoming. Great. So, yeah, and I guess just in, in the context of, uh, you know, what's sort of happening at the moment um, around the world and things too is that, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, throw out a, you know, a lot of aroha to, to everybody. Yeah, um, much needed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so. All right, well, yeah. thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate oh, thanks, it. Thanks very much. We just knocked out so. 40 minutes, by the way. That wow. went fast. <laughs> Cheers. Nathan Maynard, what a dude. Thanks again for taking the time to speak with me, Nathan. What a very, um, you know, you know, a great perspective that guy has on things. Um, just to clarify, I know we spoke about what a Mirai is. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to speak to some of the people who have never been to New Zealand. Some of this is uh, sort of the ABCs to people who live here and grew up in New Zealand, but... A couple things he mentioned there with hapu, which is kinship, iwi, which is kind of like a group kinship or a tribe. Um, and I love what he said about the marae just being like a safe place. I mean, that that's kind of the definition of it is it's this place in the front of a fortress where, um, you know, you come to meet and speak uh, safely, basically, and speak in a, in a place. Uh, I mean, what a great concept that is. And, uh, you know, he spoke about fuck a papa, which is about your lineage and where you come from. Again, these are terms that, you know, I love how there is kind of this one big word or concept for things in, in Te Ora Māori that, um, 
that sort of encompass ideas that that are really at the heart of humanity. And uh, and you know, it was great to speak to Nathan about all those things. Um, I loved how he ended it too when he said, "I got to throw out a lot of Ottawa, uh, which is love to the throwing out a lot of love to the the rest of the world." On that note. Uh, by the time you guys listen to this, there would have been a big vote up in uh, Northern America, North, North America. I hope everybody's staying safe and calm. And, um, and some of you guys up in other parts of the world can get to New Zealand where, uh, where things are in the spring now and, and pretty nice out. That's probably the best I can say without trying to rub it in anywhere else. But uh, life is busy and it's okay. And Uh, We look forward to having you guys all here soon. We'll be back soon with part four. Cheers.